Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. Super excited that you're here. It's so good to have you listening, and thank you for being a loyal listener. If you're listening to this right before the 4th of July weekend, we wish you the best 4th of July. I hope you are safe, enjoying yourself, spending some quality time with your friends and family, and appreciating the freedom and independence you have as a citizen of the United States. And if you're listening outside of the United States, I want you to also appreciate the freedom and independence you have to be your own person and to think independently. Super, super, super critical when you're growing and scaling your business, how you use your inner game. And that's exactly what we have for you in this episode. We have a compilation of various clips that we've pulled from some of our most popular episodes on the podcast on how to grow and scale your business. It's definitely worth listening again, and it's definitely worth going back to the original episodes and listening to them in their entirety as well. And you can get the links to those episodes in the show notes. And with that, listen in and enjoy, and I hope you have a great holiday weekend. There are only three ways to increase your income in business. And I don't care who you are or what kind of business you run Every strategy ultimately goes into one of these three categories. And those three categories are raising your prices, selling more of what you already sell. So this is more widgets, more quantity. And the third strategy is adding a new channel of income. That could be a new service offering. That could be a new product offering. Raising your prices on paper seems easy, but there's so much at play to this. It seems like, okay, great. The math says I need to raise my prices to this. I'm going to go do that. Now, it can be that easy. That's how I work now. But that's because I've done so much work on the inner game. So much work on my self-image, my identity, my self-worth, how I value myself, my beliefs around money. I've done all that inner game work so that I can easily go, actually, this thing that I'm doing now, this is worth this, and this is what we're charging. Period, done, no wobble around it. But in the beginning, you know, flashback seven years ago, that was a challenging question for me. The first thing that I wanna cover here specifically is how to know if it's the right time for you to raise your prices. So here are some questions for you to assess this. Do you want to make more money? Like, if you don't want to make more money, don't raise your prices. Not necessary. Why go through the effort? But if you want to make more money, you've got to consider this option. Are you not making as much money as you would like? That's a flip side to that question. Another way to know if it's time for you to raise your pricing is if you're underpriced compared to the industry. Most people tend to underprice themselves compared to the industry. That's because most people have money stories. 
And I know I did, and I really had to break through on that. So if you look around and you say that you're underpriced according to the industry, you need to sort of adjust. Now, here's the thing. Most people don't see that they're underpriced compared to the industry because they're not comparing themselves to people who are much further ahead of themselves. They're comparing themselves to what they would pay and what their colleagues that they know already charge. But there are lots of people out there that probably charge more that you don't know about. And you need to go do some research and see what people charge. The other way to know if it's time to raise your pricing is if adding a new channel of income, so that's another one of the ways that you can make your income breakthrough, is going to be a distraction for you. And if you add more quantity or add a new channel, if it's going to create burnout for you. Let's talk about how much to raise your prices. There are three ways to approach this. You can do the gut check, which I also call the divine download. How much do I want to raise my prices to? And ask yourself that. How much do you want to raise your prices to? And what's the first number that dropped in? You got a number, it flashed through your mind. It was an instant this amount before you overthought it, before you analyzed it, before you said, is that reasonable? Is that possible? There was a number. You can go with that number. That is spirit speaking to you. That is a divine download. That's your intuition. That's your personal intuitive knowing. You have to start learning to trust that and go with it. How much risk tolerance do you have over time because this strategy requires persistence, you will be uncomfortable raising your pricing. I've never met anyone when they've started this. Now I'm not uncomfortable with it, but I remember in the beginning how uncomfortable it was and I see it in my clients. It's an emotional discomfort and all your stories come up. Can you stay in that discomfort? Because guess what? There is always going to be tension in the growth. There's always going to be discomfort there. You are not used to doing it this way. And there's a recalibration time. And in the beginning, this looks like all the stories coming up. It looks like anxiety. It looks like the doubt. It looks like the worry. This all depends on industry, where you're at. Some people think high ticket sales is $2,500 or $3,500. Some people think high ticket sales is $5,000 or $10,000. Some people think high ticket sales are $20,000, $50,000, $100,000, $250,000, million dollar sales. There are people who have offers at that high, high, high level. I want to expand your vision of what's possible there. So a low ticket offer would be like something that's $47 or $297 or even $997. These are low ticket offers. And then high ticket offer is all relative. It's a matter of perspective. And again, this is about owning your worth being able to make an income breakthrough. Your subconscious programming will want to stop you, but you have to do it differently, okay? 
You have to own what you're worth. You have to be, have the willingness to go for more. You have to have the ability to make your income breakthrough and your subconscious programming will want to stop you. So you need to get support and accountability and know how to change that programming so you can. You need a plan. You need perseverance. You need belief. You need self-confidence. And then you need to master sales and marketing without a doubt. Tactical, tactical, tactical. I talk a lot about the inner game, but the outer game cannot be ignored. You have to master sales. You have to master marketing, lead gen, all of that. You have to make decisions from the place you want to be, not the place you are now. This is all fine and well and good until the rubber meets the road. So most people go, oh, I get it, Amira. I have to imagine what it's like to, let's say your goal is to make a million dollars, right? Cross the seven figure mark. Like I have to imagine what it's like to be an owner of a seven figure business and make decisions from there. Okay, that's great. But then when you're faced with a decision, most people actually make decisions from where they are now. And that doesn't work. What you need to do is actually, when the rubber meets the road, when you're actually deciding, do I invest in this? Do I spend my time in this? Whatever the decision is that's in front of you, you need to put yourself up here at the level of the person that you wish to be, the business that you wish to have, and make decisions from where you want to be, not where you are now. The old way of doing this is saying, well, if I had all of this, then I would do this. Like if I had cash flow, if I had the assistant, if I had uh, the pretty office, if I had the pretty home, if I had the childcare help, whatever it is, then I would do this, right? It doesn't work that way. You can't put it off until you're there already. And this is not just a nice to have. This is actually a lever that you can move. So you have to think about where you want to be at. Desire is always causative. Okay. You got to get clear on that. Clarity is super, super important. So what do you want? And this can be your financial goal, whatever it is. Where do you want to be? You want that. And let's say it's something inside of your business that will create those income results. Let's say you do events on stage. Like I want X number of people at my event. Let's say that you have a podcast. I want X number of people listening to my podcast. Um, whatever your goals are in your business, you need to have a number metric with that. And this goes for your life too, whether it's like, I want to run a marathon or I want to get in great shape. You have a meta goal, a major goal, and then you should have sub goals to that. And you can do it for the sub goals as well. Okay. So if you have a goal to get X done in your business, you want to write a book. You have to think if I was already a New York Times bestselling author, what decisions would I make about publishing and the help I would get and the way that I would spend my time and the kind of work that I would do and who I would hang out with and all of that? If you put yourself at that level, 
how would you invest? And you got to think primarily in terms of time and money. Those are the two major resources that people think that if I had the time, I would do that, but I don't because I'm here, not here. And so you put it off. Or if I had the money of someone like this, then I would do it. But since I don't, I won't. But that is backwards thinking. You've got to get your thinking in order. Okay, so this is not for the people who do not want any pressure. This is not for the people unwilling to take risks. This is not for the people who are scared of being a little bit uncomfortable. Guess what? Making a quantum leap is going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to feel comfortable. If it felt comfortable, guess what? Everyone would do it. Everyone would be making quantum leaps all the time, but they don't. Now, why would that be? Most people are uncomfortable taking risks. They're uncomfortable believing in themselves, taking a risk and then having to prove to themselves that they can actually do it. The follow-up to this is that it doesn't stop, okay? You can't just make one decision from the place that you want to be, but you have to make consistent, continual decisions from the place that you want to be. Now, most people are uncomfortable making decision number one, but you, my friend, you who are making a quantum leap, you need to be uncomfortable, but do it anyways, making that big first decision and then keep backing it up, making decision after decision after decision. There's a lot of ways to become wealthy. Making money is easy. And I know when I first heard that, I was like, that boggles my mind because that is not my experience of making money. My experience of making money was that I had to work my patootie off and grind it out and feel like I was in the struggle all the time. And I'm not going to say to you that in the process of growing my business, there haven't been moments of grinding it out or moments of being in the struggle. And sometimes I use grind it out in a positive connotation that it's like, I'm doing the work. I, I am doing the work that is going to move the needle and I'm in it and I'm all in and I'm showing up and I'm doing it with a positive attitude and with good momentum and enthusiasm and energy. There are other times where you're grinding it out, where you, you have this monkey on your back and you're exhausted. You're overwhelmed. You can't get ahead. You have a bad attitude. Uh, you're complaining in your head. That is not what I mean when I'm like all in on the grind it out, right? Like sometimes we say hustle and it's positive. Sometimes we say grind it out and it's positive. And sometimes it's a cause for introspection and awareness and doing things differently because it doesn't have to be a struggle. And I think that's one of the first things that you have to recognize if you want to become a wealthy woman now is that there are things that you do not know about how to think, how to act, how the universe works, how to make decisions, how to do things. So I want you to know that it can happen sooner than later. It can happen faster than you ever thought possible. And you still need patience and you still need perseverance. This is 
really staying the course, even when you get stuck, even when you are hit by challenges, setbacks, there will always be things that come up and you have to understand that you need to be persistent and keep going and not quit. How does one go about becoming a wealthy woman? If you think outer game pieces, there are actually lots of different ways. It's not difficult to make money. There's no shortage of opportunities to make money. There really isn't. We do not live in a limited universe. We live in an abundant universe with lots and lots of opportunities and an expanding amount of money There's more money in circulation now than ever before. And your challenge is, how is it that I am not seeing the way? What could be stopping me? If the opportunities are there and the universe holds nothing back, God holds nothing back, spirit holds nothing back, source holds nothing back. It wants you to have exactly what you want. If it's so easy and abundant, if the universe is so for you, why aren't you wealthy already? I think people are looking for shortcuts. I think there are a lot of people that are looking for get rich quick schemes. They're looking to to cut corners and uh, shortcut the, the process. This is not working according to the order of the universe. Okay. It just isn't. And What will be matched is that chaos. You know in your heart, in your soul, in your mind that you're taking a shortcut, you're ripping someone off, you're not giving your best, that you're doing something that is less than the cash value that you're asking to receive in exchange for your product or service. If you want to be a wealthy woman and you want to be a wealthy woman now, the necessity of defining what that means to you. What do you want? What does being wealthy look like, feel like? Get really super, super clear here. No ambiguity, super clear. You need a clear goal and you need to own it. So no double binds, no saying I want it, but feeling conflicted on the inside. How do you build your momentum so that you can achieve your goals? And we want you to achieve those goals in record time, but if they're big lofty goals, then it's going to take some iteration here. It's going to take some time. Lofty goals are great. They help you go further than you would if you set reasonable goals that are equivalent to what you've already achieved so far in your life and your business. They are great because they build that urgency inside of you. They are so exciting and they tap into an aspect of yourself that is full of potential. It's like, wow, I could do that. And that's exciting. Now, they also do something which is really fascinating, which is like I mentioned, they cause you to grow. They cause you to stretch yourself. And all of these things are really super important until it flips to the shadow side where you start going into, say, an all or nothing mentality. But the answer is not to do the thing that most people do, which is to make your goal smaller and more reasonable 
and something that you know that you can achieve, but isn't that exciting for you? Okay. So you need to pick a goal that's big enough that you can believe and gets you a little nervous and scared about doing it. And then you have to commit to it. Okay. It has to be a stretch and then you have to figure out how to keep your momentum going to achieve it. What are the smaller projects or tests that you need to do to get these chunks done? And then here's the rub. You're going to reduce it to the ridiculous. So what do I mean by that? I mean, you're going to break those chunks down to smaller steps and smaller steps and smaller steps. So smaller tasks, smaller tasks, and smaller tasks. So that you have tasks that you have to do that are so small, it's ridiculous for you to say, I can't. They are so small that of course you can do them, that you would laugh at yourself if you said, I wouldn't, I can't do that. Now that's going to be different for everyone because everyone's at a different stage in their business. But what is the smallest, simplest task that you can break down what you need to do into? This is what you really, really need to do in order to build momentum. Because then you look at that and I can do 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 that. Each task is super, super easy. There's no friction on the line. There's nothing stopping you from actually doing it. If you think about the concept that I teach about running the stairs, it's not that you can skip a stair step, but you can do it quicker and run it faster. Now, here's a little nuance on this. What if instead of making the stair step, you know, five feet tall, you made it six inches? You broke that stair, that next step into smaller steps. It'd be a lot easier to run those stairs than, you know, it would be like a obstacle course for me to like pull myself up over a five foot stair, right? So this is what builds momentum. If you can do the small things and you build on them and then you look back and you go, wow, I did all of that. That's awesome. If you keep it too simple for too long, you're going to not feel successful. At that point, you need to really up your game a little bit. Okay. And if you do this, you will build momentum and then you will, you will start recognizing that you've gotten a few wins in there. And you are that person who can achieve that big lofty goal. And you'll see that the big lofty goal is broken down into these smaller steps. And you'll be like, oh, I am someone who does the thing that's going to achieve the big end of year goal. Where do you want to go? And what is the price you're willing to pay to get there? That is such an important frame up for you to understand. Where do you want to go? And what price are you willing to pay to get there? Now, there is a price you have to pay. The law of sacrifice says that you have to give up something of a lower nature in order to receive something of a higher nature. And what's required there is not that you give up your family, not that you give up your health, not that you give up your good flow during the day. Those are all things that are not lower nature things. Those are higher nature things. So why would you have to give that up? But if you're saying to yourself, I want to grow a big business. I really want that. 
I'm clear about that. I know that this is what I want. So growth business is you want to grow to the next level. You're consistently wanting to expand your business. You're in growth. That's where you're going. And you want your great lifestyle. Okay. And that lifestyle is going to evolve and change as you go, but you want both, not just this like basic predetermined type of lifestyle. You want to keep expanding your lifestyle. Okay. That's a growth business. Now, what about what you're willing to sacrifice? So that belief that and uh, either or belief, that would be something that you would need to sacrifice. That's of a lower nature. What else might you need to sacrifice? What other price would you have to pay? Well, oftentimes there's monetary investments that you have to make. There's a risk involved in growing your business, for instance. Invest in yourself, invest in your business, invest time and money and belief in yourself and sacrifice the concept of certainty. Because guess what? There is no certainty. You have to have trust in yourself and belief in yourself so that you can keep going, be resilient and course correct as you get different results. Okay. Not everything is perfect. Perfect. Not everything works out exactly as you plan, but you would have to like commit regardless of the certainty of the plan. Now you want a good plan, but regardless of whether it's certain, because you'll never have certainty until you do it. You have to sacrifice your old identity, your old belief structures, your old limiting ideas of what's possible and let those go. Sometimes you have to sacrifice the bank account, right? Like you've saved this money and you actually need to go and invest it in your business. You might have to sacrifice some downtime. Okay. Not all the downtime, not making you miserable, but you might have to sacrifice the downtime. You also might sacrifice on the other side, the flip side of that, you might have to sacrifice some of your go hard energy, right? If you're always pushing and you're getting diminishing returns on that, you might need to sacrifice that. And that's an old belief about what's required. So I'd love for you to drop in and check in with yourself. What is it that I would need to sacrifice belief-wise, how you see yourself, your identity, what you're doing on the daily? Do you waste time? Are you scattered? Are you unfocused? Are you running after small little piddly things instead of doing the big needle moving things? These are all things that need to be sacrificed. Hey, thanks so much for joining us and being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. We have got a ton of free resources for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you can find that link in the description below. So go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting our message out to more and more women. If you'd be willing to share this video with all the unstoppable women in your life, that would be fantastic. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Reviews, likes, and comments are greatly appreciated. We go in and read them all. So thank you for those. And thanks for listening and be unstoppable. Unstoppable.